0: I you in Jesus' name this morning, turn with me to your Bibles, to Luke chapter 2. <clears throat> we were having visitors this week, so I prepared my sermon a week ahead of time, and Brother Warren, I was sweating there for a little bit, he said let's turn to Luke 2, and, and uh, anyhow, he stopped where I kind of figured he would stop, and then he he said, "We're going to talk about peace," and uh, I'm going to talk about the next thing on the agenda after the peace. All right, uh, Luke two, beginning at uh, uh, verse six, maybe. So it was that while we were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. She brought forth a firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the end. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the baby. Wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Warren talked about peace. I'm going to talk about goodwill. Trying to tie last year, the Christmas, with this coming year. Goodwill. What is goodwill? Jesus came to give peace, and we probably talk about that more than we do the goodwill. I don't know, but that's that's fine. But I was just kind of thinking, what constitutes the goodwill? What did Jesus? What goodwill did he bring? Well, of course, I looked in the dictionary, and uh, definition of kindly feeling of approval and support. Benevolent interest or concern. That's the first definition. The second one is in regards to business. The favor or advantage that a business has acquired, especially through its brands and its good reputation, the value of projected earnings, increases of a business, especially as part of its purchase price. The excess of the purchase price of a company over its book value, which represents the value of goodwill as a as a tangible asset for accounting purposes. So if you have a business and your business is physically, you do your inventory, you value your property, say it's worth seven hundred fifty thousand, and you ask nine hundred fifty thousand for it, your basically asking two hundred thousand dollars for goodwill it's something you can't put your finger on necessarily you can't tally it up but it's there and it's worth so goodwill i found that concept interesting in this whole thing of goodwill the niv says glory to god in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests New American standard, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. The Amplified, glory to God in the highest, which is heaven. And on earth peace among men whom he is well pleased, men of goodwill of his favor. I looked it up, the Greek word. And the Greek word carries the idea of a fixed position, instrument of mediation, a relation of rest. So, this something is fixed between two other things. Goodwill. What would our lives be if God would not be a God of goodwill? He is a God of goodwill. What would it be like if he had no interest, he had no benevolent concern for us? What would I be, where would I be if Christ had no benevolent concern for me? What keeps... A society from collapse. Goodwill, right? Some kind of an attitude of concern, some kind of a positive. Feeling that produces cohesiveness? What keeps our church from collapsing? What keeps your church from collapsing? What is it? Is it just because we have preachers and we have Sunday school teachers and we have trustees and we have offerings and we pay the bills and we go through all these, you know, the structure and the mechanics of all this, does that keep it from collapsing? What keeps your home from collapsing? What keeps you from collapsing? I don't know. I was thinking about this. And I I was thinking about... emphasis of our culture around us and I, I'm not standing up here glorifying what American culture was a hundred years ago All right, so I'm not saying that however if you pick up a poem book that was written a hundred years ago you read poems about Young boys becoming gentlemen and the young ladies becoming true ladies and the, the boy helping the blind lady across the street and somehow or the other, you don't hear about a whole lot about that today, do you? I mean, like, does our culture put emphasis on, on bringing out the best in your character and reaching out to other people and... That type of thing. True, a hundred years ago or whatever, they had the Edgar Allan Poes and the, you know the Nevermore Ravens and all that kind of. Thing. I'm not. I just say, it okay, let's keep this. But I wonder sometimes, you know, are we concerned that our children? Be true ladies and be true gentlemen, and you know. If you read the news, you find out what bad will does. Uh, Yeah, if you want to use that term, I'm not sure if if that's a true term or not, but goodwill. Romans 5 6. Says, For when we were yet without strength in, time, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man would one die, will one die. Yet peradventure adventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So we understand... We comprehend, I can comprehend, I can understand Jesus, who he was, because of his good will. What would Jesus be worth to you if he didn't care? Yeah, he came to earth, but, you know, he uh, built himself uh, the biggest business in Bethlehem. He had, you know, 200 workers for him making chariot wheels, and he raked in the money. I'm serious, buddy. I mean, there was no chariot wheel company like the one Jesus had. And, you know... You, you get a contract with the Jesus Chariot Wheel Company. You you had it pare it down to bare bones, you know, because you get the picture. Somehow or the other, this whole concept of a business having goodwill was pretty thought provoking to me because it, it almost. I don't know how how you think about this, but goodwill in a business like money in the bank. Because if you if you go to sell a business, that's money in the bank. That's money that you have based on something that nobody can pick up and carry around. So is goodwill in our church, in our home. uh, You have the ability to accumulate it? When I was about 19, my dad sold his business. Well, I didn't know I was so young. I didn't know what was going on there necessarily, except that kind of traumatic for me because I was always known as the man that son of the man that owned Martin's food market. So, you know, I had kind of like socially stepped down a couple of notches and whatever. It's kind of i have to admit a little hard on my pride, but whatever. Well, I was, I was talking talk to my brother uh, about this. I called him up and I said, so what all happened there? It's like, did they get If I remember, there was some kind of price paid for goodwill. He said, oh, yeah, yeah, there was price paid for goodwill. And because I was thinking it was like $100,000 or something. Well, $6.80 per dollar now, it was back in 1968 or whatever, that gives you a little idea what goodwill was. Anyhow, that's beside the point. But he told me the story, why the store got sold. I was always told, one day a guy come walk in and I want to buy your store, is it for sale? And my dad looked at my uncle, and this is a short version, and then my uncle looked at my dad and said, you know what? If you want to sell a business, you better sell it when you have a buyer. So they said, yeah, they'll sell it. They put a price on and the man, man bought it. But the story I didn't know till Wednesday or Thursday of last week was that this company was going to come into Hagerstown, Maryland and, and open a store. And so they sent people into Hagerstown and they interviewed the people in Hagerstown and says, do you like your grocery stores around here? Whatever, you know. And uh, they said, oh yeah, we like it. So where do you shop? Oh, we shop Martin's. So, you like the service? Absolutely, top service. You like the prices? Yeah, can't be beat. You like... And everything was, yeah, yeah, absolutely, we like it. These guys are good. And they sat down and they said, you know what? If we're going to set a grocery store in Hagerstown, we are going to have a long, drawn-out, drawn out uphill battle. Because these people are satisfied, they're happy... And you know you, it's hard to get a customer that's happy. So they're sitting down. They're thinking, "Well, how are we going to get a store in Hagerstown?" Well, the only way to get it is buy out the competition. There was too much goodwill to overcome. And so when they came, they were willing to pay whatever extra. For goodwill, because they knew it was there. They knew what its worth was, and they knew how long it was going to take for them to try to beat that, and they wasn't sure they were going to be able to beat it. So, how, how much value does your church have? See, a lot of these things we take for granted. We take them really for granted unless something happens that that shocks us. What is? What would be the value of your church without Kindly feelings of approval and support and benevolent interest and concern. How much would your home be? But see, Jesus came because of goodwill. I was talking to a man at work and we were discussing theological issues and the sovereignty of God and he told me, he said, Jesus... When he died on the cross, he really didn't do anything. And I mean, I was so shocked. He said he was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world, so when he came, all he did is went through the procedures so we found out what happened way back there. I said, you mean tell me the blood of Jesus don't amount to anything? To me, that takes away the benevolent concern. That takes away the goodwill. That takes away... The fact that Jesus cared. I mean, she's just gone through the mechanics. No. You can't lay your finger, you can't pick up goodwill. It's not tangible, yet it's extremely tangible. Because what comes out of that is tangible. Oh, where's my scribble? I scribbled something on... What was that? Oh. Man without goodwill produces failure... Goodwill without man produces failure. Okay, so, you can't say you have goodwill unless there's some tangible evidence of it. But it constitutes way more than the tangible. That Greek definition of being a mediator a fixed position, here's God, here's Jesus, and here's us. God sent Jesus, a tangible person, to extend God's love to us in tangible and intangible ways not just what we do, it's all about our life, it's all about our heart, peace, understanding, blessing, but he's a mediator. And I thought about that as a person. Am I a mediator or am I a polarizer? What would a church be if everybody was polarizers? What would a church be without mediators? What would the world be like if Jesus was a polarizer? Now the Bible talks about there's some polarization. But that's a result. Not the motivating factor. I ram through life thinking about only me and my way and then wondering why I don't get any respect? Goodwill. See, it has some very tangible things. The reason I'm preaching this morning is because of goodwill. We have two other preachers here. And I would love to hear them preach, but goodwill dictates that occasionally they should be sitting in the audience, not up here, because I love that when that happens to me. So the only problem that I had with this was I wasn't sure, I didn't think I exercised goodwill toward Brother Lyle last time I was here, he was here. But if I did, then the next point is I guess goodwill could get out of hand. But, uh, anyhow. Yeah. Goodwill dictates that I treat people in the appropriate way. Realizing that other people are important. Other things are important. Goodwill determines that I have to have a particular perspective in looking at something. We talked about that in Sunday school. You know, we can lose our perspective. If I lose my perspective, I will probably lose my goodwill. What kind of perspective did God have when he sent Jesus? What would this world be like if Jesus had the exact amount of goodwill as I had last week? How much goodwill would there have been in my home, in my church, in my jo- at my job? How much would it have been? Sometimes I, I mean, I, I kind of always thought, and, and that goodwill was reciprocal. Okay, so you have goodwill to me, I have goodwill to you, and this is all warm and fuzzy. Is that the way it was? Things were bad. Things were really bad when God sent Jesus. God had benevolent concern about how lost we were, our lostness. The songwriter said the world was in darkness, in sin and shame. Mankind was lost. And then Jesus came. He carried our sins to Calvary's tree and he hung there. And he bled there for you and me. The world was in darkness and sin and shame. Mankind was lost and then Jesus came. He carried our sins to Calvary's tree. He hung there and bled there for you and me. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank Lord Jesus came down from his throne on high, ready to live and willing to die. For all the pain and suffering he bore, I'll love him and thank him forevermore. Lord Jesus came down from his throne on high, ready to live and willing to die. And suffering he bore. I'll love him and thank him forevermore. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. So I deduct probably goodwill impacts the world around us in the greatest time of darkness and intense difficulty. And that was a, that was an incredible thought to me. Goodwill is not always warm and fuzzy. But it is a qualification to be a child of God. Goodwill. Jesus said in Luke 6, I say unto you, Love your enemies. Do good to them that hate you. Bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. And, and unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh thee, of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. As ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. And if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love them. Love them. If ye do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. If ye lend to them which whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies. And do good. And lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Do you need goodwill? I do. Does the world need goodwill? Absolutely. Jesus came to give it, He gave it. Will I? If the world is going to be impacted for Jesus Christ next year, in our experiences, we're going to have to do some reaching out into some pretty black places. Jesus reached into some pretty difficult circumstances. When he reached out into this world. He reached into some pretty difficult circumstances. When he reached into your life and my life. Because we were stuck. We were done. There's no way out of the situation. despite all those difficulties. He spread goodwill. Incredible. Of incredible worth. As I thought about my personality, my character, what do I want to become next year? What goals do I have? What do you want to become next year? Are you just gonna float through another one? Are you a better person at the end of the year than you were you were Wednesday night at midnight? You see, we become what we do, what we strive for, what we focus on. If I'm full of anger, if I'm full of bitterness, if I'm full of ill will, if I have this file cabinet i uh, carrying on my back that has all these drawers and everything everybody did to me, rest assured, if I leave it on there at the end of the year, I'll have more in the file. I will become like my bitterness, like my anger, like my whatever. But if I decide that I'm going to spread goodwill like Jesus did, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to add tangible things and things into other people's life that you can't that can't be bought with money, then at the end of the year, I will be a better person when it comes to my attitudes, my spiritual perspective. I will become a person of goodwill. I will qualify to be a child of my Father which is in heaven. And I will bring glory to God and goodwill to men. Now, we have the privilege, we have the opportunity ahead of us Will I seize it? The question this morning, will I seize it? Will I be the person of goodwill that God wants me to be?